Politics has always been intriguing to me since I was a child. Why? That's a bit difficult to put my finger on. But I've always defined it as the art of negotiation. I decided to look it up, and there are several definitions. The one I'll specifically share today is the principles relating to or inherent in a sphere of activity especially concerned with power and status. With 2020, a presidential election comes in the United States. Many often choose to keep their politics quiet, and I totally respect that. For this conversation, I've found four individuals to contribute to a two-part conversation. Part one is the re-election and conservatism. Part two is a new direction and liberalism. The goal is to have a conversation to plant seeds that grow a crop of collaborative minds. So, let's go. And today on Voices, I have been chomping at the bit to do this this recording, this podcast with my guys. Uh, I love politics. I love talking about politics. And I want to talk 2020. The 2020 election, depending on who you talk to, may be the apocalypse of the world in the United States, or it may be the, uh, what's necessary to keep going in the right direction. So I, I, I broke this, this podcast series specifically up into two parts where I'm, I'm talking about re-election and a potential change in direction. So part one is re-election. And joining me are, are, are some really great guys. Uh, I got Jackson, Dion, and William. Now, no one can introduce themselves better than themselves, so I am going to pass the microphone over to uh, Jackson to start us off, and then I'll let the rest of the guys go from there. Thanks, Lou. Good to be here, man. I know we've done uh, a podcast before. This is always a good time. Uh, Jackson Gilbert, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I've uh, been working as a financial advisor for the past 15 years. A uh, buddy of mine uh, who's been in, in the industry a little bit longer than me started our own firm here locally. We work with clients pretty much all around the U.S. Uh, and before that, I was actually a police officer for about six years uh, serving the community. So, again, Lou, I appreciate the invite. This is going to be a, a good time. All right. Dion? And uh, my name is Dion Latson. Uh, I'm basically a retired veteran. Uh, been in and out of the military for a while, and uh, I was retired for like 16 years going on now. And I'm 56 years old, and uh, I'm very proud of Trump. And uh, I don't have to work as hard as you guys do. I just look at television and enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, go ahead, William. Hi, uh, name is William Mueller. I'm here in Colombian, South America, um, Colombian-American, father, Colombian mom from the States. Um, I teach here. I teach uh, elementary and secondary ed. And, uh, well, you know, I, I'm kind of now looking for that kind of life that, uh, that you have over there watching TV. That sounds <laughs> actually phenomenal. Um, yeah, again, you know, I'm, I'm a Trump supporter. I... I think I'm right around there with Lewis where I can uh, kind of see both sides of the story to a point, but I lean more to the conservative side just for the sole purpose that, you know, I'm a business major. So I kind of think the economy is like a business and I want to talk about it. So ready to go. 
Awesome, guys. All right, so the first thing I want to start with is, and William mentioned that uh, he's in Columbia. I'm also in Columbia. One of the things that I want to put out there, uh, I'm originally from New York. Most people in New York are super liberal. I am dead in the center centrist as far as it comes for politics. And uh, I said this before I left the country because I remember uh, at the 2016 election where everyone's like, oh, Hillary Clinton's going to win. Donald Trump has no chance. And, but I, I pay attention to sort of the narrative. And the narrative that I saw was all the focus was on Donald Trump. Didn't even matter that Hillary Clinton was in the race because she would only talk about him. And so before I left, I said to my friends and family, in June, June 2016, Donald Trump is going to win the election. Everybody told me I was crazy. Everyone. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So as the, the returns started coming in, I, I watched with a very, very sharp eye on election night. And I saw the faces of the PV, people on TV because I had every channel open. And I saw the faces of the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the jaws hit the ground. And they, they just, they, they, they couldn't even fathom or put words to the fact that Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. And I, I laughed a little bit, but I laughed not because uh, of a sort of a, a good or a bad thing. I laughed at the arrogance that the Clinton campaign went into that uh, election with. And, exactly. and, the fact, and the fact that she was, a, in my opinion, a very bad candidate. She felt like she was supposed to be there. She was the heir apparent. And so right. I'm starting with that because I want to get your opinions on what did you think just sort of real quick about uh, or how did you feel when the 2016 election results came in? So, William, you first, Dion, and then Jackson. All right. Um, well, you know, kind of like you, I kind of saw things. I saw, um, I saw her playing a bunch of identity politics, something that's happened throughout every single presidential campaign. She promises the world to the minority. She promises, uh, uh, you know, immigration reform, all this stuff. And, you know, I was kind of just sick of it, kind of like I think most of America. I mean, that's why he won, right? Um, and I kind of saw it like, you know, we were listening to the same stuff over and over again where Donald Trump would talk about uh, our trade deals with China, um, outsourcing, manufacturing jobs, bringing stuff back into the country. Now I'm from Baltimore, so Black and Decker is, of course, from Baltimore, but they started outsourcing a whole bunch of stuff and, I, you know, we lost a ton of jobs. Same with uh, Bethlehem Steel in Baltimore, you know, big steel mill. Baltimore is a big steel city, kind of like uh, Pittsburgh. And, you know, after China just dumped their steel, we needed those jobs back. And I, I saw that's what he was doing. So I kind of thought maybe the world would turn to it. But, you know, a lot of people are just, and I hate to say it like this, but they're, they're sheeple. And, uh, they kind of just listen to the news and agree with everything they say. And I, you know, I really wasn't about it at this time. I was just like, I thought he was going to win. So I voted for him. Cool. Dion. And you did a good job voting for him. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, my, my whole thing, <laughs> my whole thing about the, the election was basically that I went through the same process that you went through. I told everybody before hand, Hey, this man is going to win. Trump is going to win. And, oh, you're going back to the slavery days. You're going to have this. You're doing this. I'm like, you guys aren't listening to what this man is saying. You're not seeing what's happening around the world. And, and the three things that, that, that got me to fall in love with, 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 with the president was he started talking about the military, building the military back up because Clinton 
And Obama, all of was turned the military down and it got to my heart about that because I'm a military man, you know? And then, you know, I have no qualms against any kind of skin or anything like that, skin color or anything like that, you know? But you have to have borders and you can't just have open borders to where people can just walk into the country and do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. You got to have some kind of law about that. And when he started talking about building the wall, it's to control. It's not to stop, but build, to control people coming in and out. You know, you got you got to go through the correct process to get in another country. We have to do it. I know you didn't just go over there to Columbia Lou and just been living it up. You had to go through that process to be over there. So that's the thing that I'm saying. And the jobs, uh, it was a lot of industry industrial jobs that got taken over to overseas and he brought all of these jobs back and he's still doing it and thing. And those are the things that I was uh, just quite overwhelmed with what he was talking about. And that's the reason why I voted for Trump because he, he, he was doing the right thing for America, not just for him, but America. All right, Jackson. Uh, yes, I had it. I feel personally, I felt relieved. Uh, when the results came in. <laughs> and, and looking at it from, you know, not just, uh, obviously I work in finance, so it's a big part of my life. It's a part of my, my livelihood, things like that. I, you know, when, when the recession hit in 2008, I don't think people really realize, I mean, we didn't have anywhere to go but up as far as an improvement on the markets, et cetera. And when you look at the, the previous administration, there was just such a, a, a lack of, of growth considering what, what you see now. You know, and a lot of that is put forth with, with restrictions and regulations and things like that. But I don't think people really understand, you know, we're, we're three years into this man's uh, administration. Uh, hopefully we're going to get another four years but i don't think people realize like the amount of regulate useless regulations that he pulled back off of the uh financial services industry i mean i, I work with it every day so maybe i see it more but there's literally accounts out there that, that are for you know iras 401k things of that nature that are offering bonuses that during the previous administration might have been one two percent bonuses now they're ten percent which tells me that, that the financial companies are way more comfortable with offering these things. Uh, so for me, it was relief because you say what you want to about the social justice issues, everything else, the economy is what makes this thing run. And, and we can debate all day about the other things that are, and I don't want to put those on the back burner and say they're not important, but if we don't have a strong economy, none of the other stuff matters, in my opinion. So I felt relieved because I think that Clinton would have continued the same kind of status quo uh, that we saw with the with the eight years before that. So re relieved is is what I could sum up in one word. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, and it's interesting now because I'm I'm being honest. I did not vote for Donald Trump. I voted third party, even though uh, if people people would say I threw my vote away, which it it, it is what it is, right? But uh, it, it's, it's 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 interesting because. Um, looking at sort of the election next is really thinking about it. Who did you think uh, was going to be the Republican nominee 
to face Clinton? Because I know people didn't think it was going to be Donald Trump. So well, who did you think the nominee was going to be? So, Dion, I'll have you go first, uh, followed by Jackson and then William. Well, to tell you the truth, Lou, I didn't think any of them was worthy. But what I did was I sat there and I listened to each one of them. I, I actually listened to which one was going to do what. Anybody that talked against the military didn't have my vote. And it just kept going down. And then anybody who started talking about open border didn't have my vote. And anybody who started talking about keeping jobs overseas, it didn't have my vote. So it all came down to Mr. Trump, which was those were the three things that was high on my list that must be covered. And, and that, that's what I end up with, Mr. Trump. All right, cool. And Jackson? Uh, for me, looking at the, the the panel we had to choose from, I honestly, for the longest time, thought it was going to be another Bush. I thought Jeb Bush was going to uh, somehow become the front runner because, and that's not because I really liked him. That's just because I feel that the country was still comfortable with that kind of status quo. It's like, okay, well, if you're if you lean left, you want another Clinton in there. If you lean right, you want another Bush in there. And I think that really, to, to my surprise, it really underestimated, uh, you know, like Dion mentioned, like Trump coming out on top, because I think the country, whether you lean right or left, was just ready for something different and yes. was ready for someone who didn't come from D.C. and the political background. So that I, for a longer time, I thought it might be Jeb, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that Donnie took the lead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and William, what about you, man? Who do you think the nominee was going to be for Republican? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I almost knew. I don't want to say I almost knew, but I really, really thought, of course, that it was going to be Trump. And and when he started talking about, um, you know, all those things, of course, the borders, the military, bringing the jobs back. Uh, that's kind of what I focused on. Uh, as far as like the the original candidates. I thought maybe Jeb Bush would have taken it, or um, who was the other guy? I think it was Cruz. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because uh, you know they they both kind of one had been in politics for so long, and uh, they were almost kind of grandfathered in. Um, and Lou, I usually know this a little bit more than than the others do, but here in Colombia, once you're grandfathered in. It's almost like a guaranteed win. You know, as soon as you get the right sponsor to back you, it's there are no questions asked. You're you're a winner. It's like why even have an election? They just kind of pay their way through it. Like yeah, what Bloomberg's doing right now. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so so it's that's cool because um just getting sort of there. So what what is your opinion? Cause like so I'm gonna put the criticism out there of Donald Trump. Now well, uh, um, well, and just to say for, for me, while I wasn't ne necessarily a Trump supporter, and I'm not saying I'm one now, what I did like about him is one of the things that I really, really am like the most hardcore person about is term limits. He talked about term limits. He was the first one to say it out loud, and I'm hardcore for it. Now, I haven't seen anything about that yet, but I'm really, really into term limits. I think that these dinosaurs that are there, and I'm not talking about all of them, but there are some people who are dinosaurs that probably shouldn't be in Congress anymore. Like when, when uh, Nancy Pelosi had the chance, when they, uh, the Democrats won the House back and they said Nancy Pelosi was going to get challenged for, to be Speaker. I'm like, good, 
because I didn't, I, I don't have anything personally against her. I don't know any of these people, so I don't have personal issues versus any, anybody. But uh, I'm like, they're dinosaurs. We need new people to be in place, right? And I'm, I'm even talking about Mitch McConnell, years. too. Mitch McConnell has been in Congress mm -hmm. forever. He needs to go home, too. And see, it's yeah. not about politics. I just think yeah, no one should die in Congress. I just, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see why you're, you, you should, if the military has 20-year terms and that's for national service, why can't you have it set up where it's 20 years for uh, legislators, right? But anyway, Absolutely. so uh, going back to my, my actual question is, so um, William, I'll have, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Jackson, I'll have you start and then followed by William and then Dion. What is your opinion of the state of the nation right now, economically, socially, politically, politically? Because a lot of people don't like the, the, the words that Donald Trump said. They may, they may be cool with the things that mm -hmm. end up in their pockets, but they don't like his words. And I think that matters. So mm -hmm. what do you think is the state of the nation? So, uh, uh, well, for, Jackson, yeah, William, and then Dion. For me, Lou, I mean, economically, I think, whether, to your point, I mean, whether you like what he says or not, you can't really argue with the numbers. And and that's just not like what the stock market is doing today, although don't look at the stock market numbers today uh, because it took his shit. <laughs> but uh, to see the records being broken uh, in the Dow, the S&P 500, the jobs numbers, um, you know, if people are working, they got a lot less to complain about. And, you know, whether or not, yeah, I mean, I think we all can look at some of the things that President Trump says and say, man, man did you really have to go that far? Or, you know, like, did you have to say it like that? But then again, I think that goes back to the previous thing about, you know, who do we think the nominee would be? I think the country was salivating for something different. Exactly. Now, is, is he, you know, is he the most articulate the way he says things? No, absolutely not. But then again, you also have to look at, I think you've got a lot of, of the conservative movement who has felt like they did not have uh, a dog and well, didn't have a voice. I'll put it that way. Uh, whether that's true or not, I think that's how a lot of them felt. And when you when you couple that with, you know, we, we almost became this, I don't know, this very apologetic society. You know, we apologize. It's a Dion's point. I mean, that's what I think a lot of people have problem with with President Obama was because it became a a military a U.S. military apology tour, and a lot of people have problems with that. So when you have somebody like Trump, who although polarizing seems to stick up for those people and kind of brings, you know, hey, if you're going you're gonna to say something about Trump, guess what? He's going to say something about you. <laughs> and, and that's just the way he is. You know, he just, he fights fire with fire. And that's, that's part of what I think his appeal is. I know that's why, part of why I like him. Uh, just because he's not, he's not the politically correct, you know, president all the time. And he doesn't hide anything. And I don't think he's, you say a lot of what you want about him, but he's not fake. I mean, you kind of get what you get. And, you know, that to me, socially and politically, I think that's, you could, we're still divided, right? Like, on the political spectrum, which I think is kind of, it kind of comes from how people feel socially. You know, there's a lot of people out there who, they they like to stay butthurt, for lack of a better term. <laughs> I mean, it, and it. I just I don't understand that a lot of times because it's almost like people are are self sabotaging their own well being uh, so to speak um, whether that be with you know just their 
their boisterous opinions on things. And to me, it's just gotten to the point where you can't really have, uh, you can't have like logical conversations with people because they're so emotionally wrapped up and involved in it that they can't really look and say, okay, well, okay, you say this, this, and this about the president. Okay, back that up. Where do you get that from? Let's talk about it. Instead, it's just like, oh, you don't vote the way I do? F off. And I think that's what's a lot of what's wrong with, with socially where we're at right now is just the inability for people to have conversations like, like what we're doing right now. I think we got four great minds on this call, and I think if we had three other liberal personalities on here, at least from what I've heard from y'all, we could all have a decent, you know, conversation. I, I, I don't think everybody can be in that state of mind these days. All right. William. All right. Um, well, what can I say? Uh, Donald Trump has absolutely no coof as far as the words that he uses. <laughs> he, um, he'll tell people what he thinks and how he thinks, which, um, like you said, it's absolutely fantastic because he's not, um, trained into that political ideology, that politically correct kind of speaking, which is a breath of fresh air. It's fantastic. Um, when people talk about what he says and how he says it, I always tell him, I said, look, I didn't vote for him for his bedside manner. I don't care if he had sex with Stormy Daniels. I really don't care about any of these things. I care about what he's doing for the economy, what he's doing for the nation. Um, as far as socially, well, yeah, we're we've kind of been in this role of, um, I want to call it political identity for so long, which is kind of what you were saying, Jackson. It's literally, I'm a liberal and everything the liberal says is true, even though, right. you know, it doesn't matter if, if they're, for example, I mean, come on, Bernie Sanders, really? You guys are talking about, uh, <laughs> you guys are talking about a Marxist, literally a Marxist who wants to take away your right as a homeowner to tell people, what you're going to rent your house out for. So you have to go to him and he's going to tell you what you rent your house out for, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's, it's kind of dumb, but you know, leftists are literally, I hate Donald Trump. So let's go with Bernie Sanders. I mean, Donald Trump's helping the economy. Bernie Sanders is going to, but he's against Donald Trump. So I'm going to vote for him, which is for me, it's just kind of dumbfounding. I, I don't understand it. Uh, well, no, I, I think that's, you know, pretty much in a nutshell, how I feel about, um, Donald Trump and the other candidates and the political ideology, the social kind of problems, I guess you could say, that are going in the U.S. right now? All right. Dion? Well, <clears throat> I always, I always uh, listen to every point that everybody make, but my opinion of the state of the economy as of right now, I think is great. I think it's excellent. I think we got the best president ever in the White House that 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 uh, understands money, understand where money need to go, understands where everything need to start. Because basically, for you to be a a developer the way he is, you have to understand the bottom all the way to the top to to make sure that everything is a hundred percent right before you can build a, a, a building two miles into the sky. If the, if the foundation's not right, and nothing else is gonna be right. And that's why I think that economically, he dropped those taxes so economically we can strive. 
if if the company is restricted on nothing but taxes, paying taxes, then they can't improve their company to where they can hire more people or improve their company with new equipment with because they got to pay all these taxes all right so economically what he did was drop the taxes for the for the big company corporation to where they can hire more people they can fix their their, their companies and they can give people more health benefit health insurance and things like that but a lot of people don't see that point on what he's doing and what he did. And uh, socially, I, I think socially, I think the media, I think we're doing excellent good socially, but I think the media is tearing us apart with all of the, if you look at ABC, NFNBC, I don't know if you can call people names out on here, not Luke, but I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, these 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 news channels, 90% negative coming out of their mouth about the president. 90%. Yeah. And, and he's still doing the good job that he's doing with 90% negative coming out of his mouth. So socially, I think we're doing good, but we would have been doing much better if it wasn't for the media doing what they're doing. The only channel, because I look at all of the channels and stuff, because I got time to look at television now, which y'all don't. The only, <laughs> the, the only one that, that I can understand as of right now is, is uh, Fox News Channel. I, I'm sorry if y'all don't like Fox or whatever, but Fox is the only one that I can look at and can count on what they're saying is actually the truth because they're not against the president and they're not for the president, but they're for what's right. But like I was saying, uh, politically, I think Fox News well, politically, I, I really feel that, that uh, Fox News is giving people the, the correct uh, message that need to be said uh, around the world about what's going on. Because Donald Trump is, to me, embarrassing the Democrats on what he has done and that's why I think this is why the Democrats is acting all crazy because he's a businessman and he's not a political guy. And politically, they feel distorted, embarrassed because Donald Trump is not waiting on somebody to give him the okay to do thing. He's making the decision as of the president and he's getting it done right then and there. Yeah, he's definitely breaking down the DNC. I, I absolutely agree with that. So, that, that, and, and I think those are all valid points just talking about, like, the state of the nation socially. And so it's, it's interesting because I actually, I'm going to sort of, I, I know I, I gave you some heads up on some of the stuff I was going to cover. Uh, you, you, I think, William, you mentioned Bernie Sanders, and I hadn't brought up Mike Bloomberg. So I want to talk about just those two. Right? <laughs> and so there's the interesting part, right? Uh, the, the first thing is, as already in my first opinion, the Democrat feel is weak against Donald Trump. 
number one. Number two, uh, I, I've been following politics for a long time. It's what I love. I taught it um, when, I, uh, when I, taught, I was teaching in states. And incumbents have a re-election rate of 93.7%. The number might fluctuate a little bit, but it's over 90%. So you have to be a stellar stand-up person uh, of uh, hitting every hole that the person who's in office has in order to uh, replace them. And there's no one, right? So you have Bernie Sanders, which uh, I'm, I'm ne neither here nor there on a personal thing, but the whole uh, I'm going to give you free this, that, and the other is confusing to me, specifically because he <laughs> said I'm going to give uh, – so the free healthcare thing. Now, I actually understand Medicare for all. I think if there was some kind of low-cost government option to help people uh, get health insurance so they don't have to go to the emergency rooms anymore, I'm with that. But I also, but the, the, the insurance industry employs millions of people. So getting rid of that is, is beyond stupid, right? And then, so the next level is, uh, he was talking about, this is a recent one he just, Bernie just came out with, which was, um, oh, child care for everybody. And my first thought, because while I was an undergrad, I worked uh, at the YMCA doing some child care stuff. And I'm just thinking in my head, number one, how are you going to pay for that? Number two, where are you going to get all these brand new certified people to take care of these people's children? And number three, where are the facilities for these things? Because they don't exist now. So are you going to build these things? And it just so for me, I, and then his answer is Bernie Sanders. And I'm not saying anything negative or against him, I'm just stating facts. He said he's going to tax billionaires. Okay, the United States, I think, has well, about 100 plus billionaires. Uh, so you're going to tell me that you're going to get the trillions of dollars you need from taxing billionaires to pay for these the Medicare and childcare for everyone from uh, uh, 200 people. Like if you have to be on every drug in the world to think that makes sense. Like it just, I, you have to do math with your fingers and toes and draw things in the sand for that to make sense to you. That now, besides that, even if they elected Bernie Sanders, the second step that I'm saying, and I just don't want to get your feel about like the political field, the second step is if Bernie Sanders, and I'm, I could be wrong, but I, I, this is my, my opinion, Bernie Sanders on the top of a Democrat ticket guarantees, guarantees that Republicans win all the open seats. They win them all yep. because no, yes, no one's voting for that. Because even yes, if you sir. do like the Democrat that is in Congress for you, you got a, a man who's, who is a self-professed socialist on the top of the ticket talking about I'm going to give everything away. And so if you are a Democrat, then they're going to assume you're in line with him and you're going to vote to give all that away. And even though some of the, some of the, there's bad stats in social media about like the taxes, that those are bad. But uh, the, the nuts and bolts, no one, nobody in Congress is going to vote for that. So you got a guy who's saying these things. And so you, you elect him for four years to do nothing because nothing's going to pass that he puts up there. So, um, so um, right. Jackson, I'll have you start us out, then Dion, and then William. Just the state of the field that is – uh, that's that's out there because I didn't even say anything about Bloomberg. I'll say something about Bloomberg in a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you just said, Lou. I mean, I, I think you know President Trump over the past week. If you look at what he said in regards to the Democrat debates, is hey Bernie, you're doing good. Don't let them steal it from you. Donnie knows good and damn well if they nominate Bernie Sanders. He's going to win in a landslide because there aren't enough socialists in this country out here <laughs> to vote someone like that in. Exactly. And it's, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same thing with the House and everything. It's just going to trickle down. And I think, you know, for 
a couple of points you made about the, the things that Bernie's proposing, even the most liberal Democrat that, that knows, you know, is beyond counting on their fingers and toes. They know there's always going to be that question. Yeah. All this, if you like that, it sounds great, but how in the hell are you going to pay for it? And I think that's the question that Bernie can't answer. But one thing I'll give it to him, at least he's honest when he says he's going to raise taxes. He is. He uh, is. Because that's the only way he's going to be able to pull this off. But that's what, you know, I was looking at the numbers the other day. There's, there's a, a screenshot of supposedly Bernie's tax plan for everything above up to pay for all these things. So to me, it just comes down to, you know, yeah, he's in the lead. Granted, the Democrats have one of the most terrible bunch as far as none of them have likability. Uh, Mini Mike has now gotten into it. He's trying to buy his way into it. And I think he's getting a lot of, of, of uh, flack that's kind of unfair to him. Uh, but then again, I'm, again, I think it's all going to come down to the economy. I think the, I think the, the brighter minds will win out, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Jackson, I definitely have to agree with you on uh, a good portion of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, William. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to uh, – uh, I just, I don't know. I think the Trump train as far as the economy is so strong right now. It's going to be really, really tough for anybody. To yeah. Did you, uh, especially with the, with the choices they've got to shoot from. <laughs> lean kind into, I think, lose next, um, you know, what he was talking about earlier. You know, true as far as Bernie. I mean, I was maybe five or six years old when I learned that nothing in this world was free. Nothing. Nothing. Free this, free that. I'm like, yeah, like you said, someone's going to have to pay for it. I literally see people and feed people that are starving, malnourished every single weekend, um, hundreds and hundreds of Venezuelans. And these people studied their entire life, their doctors, their lawyers, their mechanics, whatever. Um, but because of what happened with Venezuela, they, they can't find a job, they can't support themselves. And I kind of see Bernie like pushing in them same ideologies that Chavez did back in the day, which to me, it makes it scary for me. I 100% agree. I mean, it's like, I don't know if y'all saw the highlights from uh, the rally that they held a couple of days ago. I think it was over in Arizona. And Don Jr. was up talking. And he was talking about the same thing, about how he's got friends from these socialist countries, Venezuela, how his, his mom escaped from a socialist country and came to America and all, all this stuff. And he's like, I got news for y'all. None of these people from these countries that come over here, they're not, none of them are over here saying, yeah, bring that shit over here. <laughs> like, like, we escaped it for a reason. Like, what? <laughs> nobody wants that. And, and to your point, well, like, it's the same thing. Like, that's all I hear from Bernie is like, like, dude, you can't, you can only give out so much free stuff. Like, this isn't, you know, this isn't Pizza Hut on the weekend where, where kids eat for free. Like, this, you, somebody's got to pay for all this junk. Right. And that's why I say I just I I have a hard time. I mean, I'm I'm not saying anything's possible, especially in politics, but I just I think there are a lot of people out there that lean left, and even though they would never admit it in their social circles, if you put Bernie up against Trump, they're going to vote Trump, or they're not going to vote at all. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think people kind of see we're we've been kind of trained to communism which is completely understandable because it has never worked ever it's something you have to shoot your way out you can't devote your way out of communism um and you know i the sad thing is i see a lot of the 
college, 18, 19-year-olds, you know, the little guys that think they know who yeah. they are, that, are, that are saying that. They're going, ooh, free health care. Ooh, I don't have to pay tuition. I'm like, your grandmother, yep. your mother, they all paid their tuition. Then they worked off the street mm-hmm. and look where they're at now. You can do yep. it. Don't worry about it. You know, I guess that's, everybody got their, their right to an opinion. I mean, I don't have to agree with it, but yeah. I guess yeah. There's, there's truth, logic, and opinions. Which one is? And that's to your point, man. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, like especially the younger generation, the quote-unquote the millennials and all that, yeah. I, I think if, you know, I could respect their opinion a little bit more if they've actually been through some stuff. Yeah. But, like, you know, I, I just have a hard time. Like, it's like you said, your parents did it, your grandparents did it. And people just... I don't know what it is about the, about society now, but they want everything right now. They think if we're yeah. if you're a 20 year old or a 25 year old, just because you're here, you deserve to own a home. Like right. no, yeah. home, you, you home ownership like is a goal. Tell me, you that? know why we like that? Be, uh-huh. be because of the computers. The, the oh, computers. Yeah. The computers makes everything available to you right then right. and there. So yeah. if everything's yeah. available to me on the computer right then and there, why can't everything else be available to me right then and there? You know, right. we we get mad now because it takes uh, three days for a package to come, and and you want it the next day. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> yeah. This, this yeah. computerized this computerized time right now. It makes everybody want that, right? And that's all these kids know is computer. Nothing is, nothing, a lot of the things that they do is not reality. It's all fake, you know, especially playing those games on on the computer games, playing those computer games all the time. It's fake. But they go out there and, and think that they can put that fake stuff into reality. And, and, and and it just don't work. Everything's free. No, it's not free. You can't have nothing free. You gotta have yeah. money for something. Somebody gotta pay for it. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. All you guys, you guys are one hundred percent correct about everything that you guys were saying. You know, you you got to pay for what's out there because somebody got to make a living somewhere somehow off of what's going on out there. You know. Yeah. Right. I want to shift just for a little bit because uh, I want to make sure it's it's uh, it's also balanced in the sense of uh, in, in, in this sense about talking about okay uh, Donald Trump is indeed president and obviously there was some some controversies he's dealt with so uh, what what would be some reasons that you could see if there was a quality candidate going back to that conversation to, yeah right so if there was a quality candidate for. I have never seen someone jump the fence from a capitalist country to go into a socialist country. But you better believe thousands and millions. I mean, we have like 5 million Venezuelans here in Colombia right now, which is almost like half the population of Colombia. It's like maybe a quarter of the population of Colombia. All of them, of course, jumped out of their socialist country to come to our capitalist country. I mean, there's a reason for that. You know, there's a big reason for that because it just doesn't work. It's idiotic and useless. 
Well, and, and you know, to your point, Will, like the, the thing I've come to realize is it's, it's not the millennial, keep calling it millennial for lack of a better term, but the, the give it to me now, I, I want it right now, I want it free. That mentality a lot of times comes from people who have never been dead-ass broke poor. Mm. They, really, they really don't know what it's like to come from the same thing you're describing where, you know, you're just the, like, they don't understand the true definition of poverty. And I'm not saying right. there's not places like that in this country that don't exist. Now, obviously, they are. Um, you know, we've got some poor areas in this in this country that need working on. But I mean, uh, to me, people just whine over the the craziest stuff now. And I'm like, do you even know what it's like to be poor? Like, because I mean, my grandparents grew up. You know, my father is a World War II veteran. My grandmother worked in mills all her life. I mean, you know, they tell me stories about how they used to have to put newspaper in the bottom of their shoes and stuff like. Like, do you really know what that kind of poor is? Because until <laughs> well, you, you know, do, I don't. I don't know if you need to speak on some of this other stuff. Look, I, I know I grew up. I had to. I had to put those in my shoes. I'm 56 years yep. old, and I had to do that. You know. Okay, so I got a a quick question just sort of because we want definitely want to be in the other universe where say for instance now now there's criticism of Donald Trump uh, about just um, tactics, ethics, etc. So obviously he was he was recently impeached and then he was uh, he was uh, acquitted in the trial. So if 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 there was another person that uh what would be some reasons in, in your mind more specifically to, to not reelect donald trump if there was a quality candidate that opposed him wow that's a tough question i don't know if i can answer you, if, if, if the state of the union was the way it is as right now you want to know a quality of trump that would make him unreelectable. Yes. That's that's what you're asking. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. I'd vote for his daughter. I mean, I would if she was running for president. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, but basically, she thinks the same way he does. She just she has a little bit better way of speaking to international dignitaries. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it might loosen the uh, the burden. Plus, of course, it'd be the first female president. But uh, I mean, their way of thinking that that kind of capitalist mentality, that kind of um, do for yourself, make for yourself, and strengthen the economy, strengthen the government, is is something that they both share. So, but I mean, I can't say because there just hasn't been a candidate like him in I swear. I mean, forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and with me, Lou, I, you know, uh, I, I I was I, I think about that all of the time, and everything that Trump do is calculated. Nothing mm-hmm. he does is not calculated. So when when he does it, he makes sure that he's right about what he's doing. Transparent people don't even see that he's transparent. He's the most transparent president ever. Everything these people ask for, he give it to them. 
Yeah, I'm not doing anything wrong. But yep. the fake news put it out there as, oh, the president, he's talking all crazy. He don't know how to talk to people and he this. But everybody in the world, all the leaders in the world respect him. Every yeah, last one. So I, I really not like him. I, I, I really I really can't to me, I can't give you nothing. Because I, I love his character. I love everything about him that he's doing. And and I feel he's making this world the best it ever been. Yeah. I, I agree with him. I mean I, I I don't think I can really add too much more to that other than uh, I think what you were asking was the question on the notes from, you know, what are two real two reasons to elect a new president. The only thing I can think of is feelings. Like if you if you're if you're more concerned with how he makes you feel <laughs> with 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 some words, and you can't wrap your moral compass around that. And, that, and that's I'm not making fun of those people. I mean that's to each their own. But I don't really give a damn. Well, I, I'm like Will. I don't care who he sleeps with. I don't care. You know, I, back in the day, I remember in the, in, when Clinton was going through his impeachment. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a young preacher's kid in the South, so, of course, me being 12, 13 years old, I'm like, are you serious? He slept with another woman? Oh, my God, get his ass out. Nowadays, I'm like, you know what? Hey, I'm not saying that's a, that's a good thing, but it's like, it's not that high on the priority list. If, you, if you're running the business and you're running the company or the country well, why should you be removed? I swear. And and why would why would we want anything else at this point? So you know, and I think too, man. I mean, for for the people who think that they need those reasons to to elect a new president, I'm fine with that as long as there's honesty with it, because those are the same people who are complaining about this, this, and this. It's like the whole impeachment thing to begin with. They're more concerned with allegations against Trump that no one has proof of than they are with Joe Biden sitting on videotape doing the same exact thing they're trying to impeach him for. So that's what always kills me about the left when I talk to a lot of my leftist friends. It's like, wait a minute now. Now, if you came out and you're on the left and you said, you know what, Biden was an idiot. He shouldn't have done that. He should have been removed too. Hey, you know what, more power to you. Have that opinion. But when you say it's good for one and not good for the other, that's when you lose me in the debate. Exactly. Oh. And so for me, like I, I'm, I'm basically one of those people again in the middle where if they're like, oh, well, if Joe Biden did it. So if Joe Biden did it, then, you know, it's whatever. And I'm like, no, uh, if Joe Biden did it, get his ass out of here, too. Right. And I'm, I'm literally the same on that. So what, what about what about the abuse of power uh, charge? So what about that? What do you think about how they felt about the abuse of power? William, you can go first, and then uh, Dion and then Jackson, you can go. Hi, uh, talking about the abuse of power, I have absolutely no idea what kind of abuse of power he did. I mean, are, are they, what are they talking about? Are they talking about the whole uh, Julian Assange pardon thing? Are they talking about the impeachment with the Ukraine? Because he really didn't hold any kind of financial, uh, any kind of aid from the Ukraine for more than what, I think it was 48 hours when they got their money after the call. 
So no, a little longer you know, than that. A little longer. Okay, well, but yeah. but still, I mean, they literally they got their money. He asked them to investigate, but I mean, who wouldn't? You know, Jackson, <laughs> a police officer. Wouldn't if you knew that there was a crime going down? Wouldn't you ask? You know, somebody in the department to hey, you know, check these guys out, investigate them. They're doing something wrong. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of you know, it's it's like it's idiotic to me. I mean, if he thinks Joe's doing something wrong, yeah, he should investigate it, just like all the other rats in the swamp. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I I I don't see anything wrong with the I, I don't I don't see an abuse of power. I mean, we literally listened to the whole entire conversation. I think it was uh. I think it was a, a printout of the conversation where mm-hmm. never once did he say, you know, I'm going to hold this aid until you investigate your body. He said, you know, why don't you check it out and see if there's anything wrong and let me know. That's, I mean, that's normal. What are you expecting them to do? Just, you know, throw it under the rug. Don't worry about it. They just make them a snake like everybody else, which obviously is right. Not. Well, you good, Will? Yeah, I'm good. So, I don't want to step up. Well, to, to me, there was no abuse of power. He's the president of the United States of America, and he makes the foreign policy. If he feels that anybody is doing anything wrong with our, my tax money, he has the right to look into it and see what's going on with it. And if he feels that those guys, those Ukrainians, uh, over there, and they're li- aligning themselves with the same old politician that was in there that was corrupt from the beginning, and he's aligning himself with them people again. I don't see a problem with him telling them, "Hey, I'm not giving you this money until you get rid of these people right here, because those are the same illegal people, the, the corrupt people that was in there doing all the corrupt things that was happening." And when you get new people in there, then we can go ahead and we can do this business again. And that's where they came up with the free crow pearl from with with what he was doing. But he wasn't doing that. He has the right. Biden don't have the right to do it. Biden got to get permission from the president to do it. But Donald Trump is the president. So I don't need to get permission from nobody to do what I need to do to make sure that our tax dollars are being spent correct. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Whole, I think... Oh, God. No, I, I think the whole issue with that abuse of power thing is literally Joe Biden was like the front runner for the Democratic candidates um, going into the election year. And I think that's kind of why they overinflated the whole... Yeah. Yeah, the whole entire impeachment thing I, it's just a again another witch hunt they actually destroyed yeah. Joe Biden's whole campaign with this impeachment oh yeah oh yeah and, and you know Dion to your point about Biden having to get permission um, I think it's re- it's very telling to me and it's, it's almost comical how quiet President Obama has stayed during all this because to me, if, if you know, that's what Biden has has at least um, suggested a few times as well. I was acting on behalf of the president. Exactly. Well, okay, if that's if that's the case, why has Barack not come out at some point in time and, and defended that and said, 
you know what, Joe's right. I told him to do that. Yada, yada, yada. But you haven't seen any of that. None. And and two things come to mind. Either either Barack does not want to endorse Joe for whatever reason, and God, I don't blame him. I wouldn't either because uh, he can't form a coherent sentence, you know, in a debate, much less sitting up in those walls. Yeah, I mean he he doesn't know he doesn't know what time it is, and you know that that's just very telling to me that that that's not been brought up more. If if he was under the direction of President Obama, it looks like to me Obama would have come out by now and said something to at least try to quell the fires of that thing. But you heard nothing, at least I have, and that to me is very telling. Yeah, sounds kind of incriminating, doesn't it? You, you, you're yeah. not- <laughs> you're not going to hear anything bit, yeah. from him because he knows the, he knows that the things that he was doing during his administration, a lot of the stuff that he was doing is wrong, and they done swept a lot of that stuff under the rug, and yeah, they're just trying right, to right. stop they're just trying to stop Trump from going over there in Ukraine to uncover all of that stuff. They can't stop him now. They can't stop right. now, it, it, and it's all going to come out. And Obama is going to be right there. That's why he's staying low, ain't saying nothing, and he and he better. Well, and, and to your point, Dion, look how many people since all of this stuff broke. Look how many of like the John Kerry, the Nancy Pelosi, everybody that's coming from Trump's throat. They they all have one thing in common: their their children or themselves have had some form of dealings with the Ukraine. Or with Russia. So to me, that just says, okay, if they want to get rid of this man so damn bad, why is that? It, it, it ain't just because they just don't like him. He's getting ready to blow the lid off something, and they don't want to be around anywhere near it when it happens. So uh, there's a couple of points that I think are, are valuable, and I, I'd like to get your opinion uh, about them on some some specific points because we talked about, you know, just the generalized political thing that's happening. So uh, three questions. So first question is um, your opinion on term limits for Congress and maybe the courts. Do you think those things are necessary? Because when Trump ran in 2016, he specifically did say, that he was in favor of term limits and the office of the president is term limited. So I'm curious about your opinions on, do you think Congress should be term limited? Cause they're not going to vote for that for themselves, but your opinions are, are what I'm asking for. Okay. And I have a uh, Dion, you can go first, then William, uh, no, Dion Jackson, William. Okay. Well, my opinion for, for Congress, I, I, I think, my opinion is that everything should be uh, revolved around the presidency. If the president got four years, everybody else should have four years. If the president got two terms that he can do, then everybody else should have two terms that they can do. And, and, and to keep the rotate going, rotation going and keep everything fresh, you know, to where you got new minds coming in there all the time and you don't have these stogie-fogies, oldies, people staying in it for years and years on top of years, i.e. like Nancy Pelosi and things, i.e. like the, the the older lady on the Supreme Court. I mean, this lady can barely move, you know. She can barely move. She, she got cancer coming out of her butt. 
she she just she just she shouldn't be there. She shouldn't be there. You, you know, you don't know if that cancer is actually messing with her mind or not, thing like that. But she's still in there. I, I don't mind the life, the life uh term for the Supreme Court, but if your if your health is bad, then you need to be replaced. You know, because a lot of a lot of decisions that you make in life. If your health is bad, you're going to be making bad decisions. And if your health is good, you're usually going to be making pretty good decisions because you're alive and you see what's going on and you can validate things. But to me, the House, the Senate, and the presidency should all, and government, should all be aligned together and the Supreme Court should be life-term but healthy life. If if you start getting sick, terminate it. But that's my opinion on it. All right, Jackson. Yeah, I I agree, man. I mean, I think that I, to me personally, I don't know how the government expects us to take them seriously if we're not getting people out of there after a certain amount of time. And I, I mean, I've thought this even even going back to the days of like, I mean, what the hell was Strom Thurmond and and you know Jesse Helm going in there for eight yeah, but I mean he was he was there for 197 years. I mean, <laughs> to your point, Dion, like that there's there's got to be at some point like when you talk about uh, Ginsburg, right? Like if you're making the laws of the country, and you get to a point where you're literally ancient, and you have your own book of the Bible named after you <laughs> then you there comes a point in time where you got to be a little bit out of touch with what's going on in the country yeah and and you got to get fresh blood new blood in there and i think you know a lot of i think you would see what what you've seen kind of in the past few years with like you know it used to be the only one that had anybody up and coming was the left you know and still to this day i mean that's all msnbc and all they want to talk about the aocs of the world and the squad and all that kind of stuff, but you didn't, you don't really see any of the young up and comers on the right until the past few years. And now you've got, you know, Matt Gates and uh, those guys coming up to where it's kind of bringing it to an even level playing field. But you've got to have, I, I think the lack of diverse thinking when it comes to stuff like that really is a, is a hindrance to the country. Uh, and I do agree with, with Dion. I mean, I, so the, the, the term limits, I think apply even more so to the house things like that. But, uh, you know, Supreme court, I'm kind of torn on. I mean, that, that uh, that's a little bit different animal to me, but yeah, I, I do think there needs to be something for both of them. All right. William. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I haven't really thought about it too much. I mean, yes, I want to see them drain the swamp and put new people in. Um, I think all these dinosaurs really don't, uh, like Jackson said, you know, and Dion, you know, they have absolutely no idea about what's going on. They're living in their bubble, in their house. They're coming to work, gaining their paycheck and their pension. And uh, that's really, it seems like that's all they're in it for. They just, they just want the money. Um, as far as term limits, um, I think maybe there's some good-hearted ones at first that haven't been corrupted politically yet. Um, I don't know how long that would last because, you know, money is the root of all evil. So, um, 
I, you know, I hate talking about how I'm so anti-socialist and then bringing up uh, something like China. Um, but in China, they have like a strict no corruption policy. So I think if you have any kind of investigation, any kind of, you know, like worthy or uh, investigation against you, yeah, I think you should be kicked out. You should just, you know, be dropped um, to kind of end the corruption inside both the House, the Senate, and really anywhere. I mean, um, Sotomayor the other day, the, the lady in the Supreme Court, the Latina lady in the Supreme Court, um, she said something about uh, Donald Trump's appointees are turning the Supreme Court into uh, an alt-right or something like that. And, you know, those for me are grounds for dismissal. I was like, look, lady, your job is to uphold the laws of the Constitution, the laws of our nation, not get political using your platform as a, I guess, as a, a, a vocal point. Yeah, as a, as a point. So um, I, I, I don't know about term limits. I, yeah, I, I'd say maybe eight, 12 years, because there might be some really good ones that can hold off for a little while. Um, but yeah, these dinosaurs, you know, Biden's been here, what, 37 years? Bernie's yes. been here for like 37 years, and really, what have they done? They've just literally sucked off of the state, and that's it. Well, and my, my so, big thing yeah. is, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that, 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 that was it. It's just, uh, yeah. My, so, I mean, yeah, I agree with the term limits. My, my personal proposal is if the t president is limited to two terms or 10 years total in office, and I'm fine with that because this is a re democratic republic, Congress, who actually has the lawmaking power, should be limited to 20 years, which is a, essentially three terms in the Senate and right. 10 terms in the House. At that right. point, you got to go. Because if you, and in my opinion, if you haven't done what you needed to do in 20 years, what make you think you're going to do it after that? Like, just, right. like, that's it, man. You got to go. And so that, that's no, my that's, personal. That's opinion. gospel. And yeah, the thing is. I, I, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to make the point. I, I read something. And again, you know, you don't know what all you read on the, on the internet is true or not. But I did read up on, it was like the three things or the four bills that Bernie's been associated with since he's been in there. And it was like three things. Uh, one of them has something to do with Veterans Affairs, and the other two he renamed post offices. <laughs> so, so let that sink in when this dude is 137 <laughs> years old and he's been in there as old as Joe Lewis was when they were talking about him and coming to America. <laughs> you, you can't – you got to go, dude. Like, you haven't done jack. And you want to run the whole country? Give me a break. I'm glad you did that. You gave me a segue because I was I, I brought up Bloomberg. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about Bloomberg now, right? So Bloomberg, Bloomberg, New Yorker, billionaire, former Republican, current independent, well, former independent, former mayor of New York City, now a quote unquote Democrat who has said uh, he's going to run for president. He thinks he can do a good job, and then he's just done. Or whoever the Democrats nominate, he's going to. Uh, spend unlimited money on them for them to be president. My opinion about Bloomberg, and I'm being honest, he's the only one who probably could go like sort of barb for barb with Donald Trump. But I'm just, I'm wondering if we're being honest, like if the Democrats necessarily have to turn to that, that says something about your field because, and I'm saying this, I've said this to plenty of people, 
they said for four years, anybody but Trump. And then a guy comes in and now you're like, oh, well, we don't want him. Well, that's not anybody but Trump now, is it? And so now I'm like, okay, well, you got to make your mind up because you got this guy, Bernie, that's on the top of your ticket at the moment that is just promising the world without ever paying for it. He's basically, you know, the, the deadbeat dad in a sense. But while I'm, not, again, not bashing him, deadbeat dad, right? And so but you got Bloomberg who actually could deliver on some of the stuff he says because he, he's very Trump-like. But he's not Trump because he doesn't sort of um, he's not vocal in the same way. So what's your opinion of Mike Bloomberg and if the Democrats should choose to take him? So uh, I think, William, it's you first, Dan Jackson and Dion. All right. Well, uh, Bloomberg, Jesus, uh, what can I say about him? Um, I think I think in a way like I, I see a lot of the Democrats. Um, they're using a lot of the wins or the lot of failures that they had uh trying to do it to their advantage so what they do they found a guy who was a republican who turned democrat uh kind of yep. like trump trump you know trump was a democrat for a long time and they turned yep. republican um mm -hmm. i see him doing that um i also see him as the guy who started a business who's ran a business who's made millions who's um, his workers got really high wages, um, things, things of that nature that similar to Trump, you know, he employs, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people, maybe millions, I don't know. Um, so they might want to focus on, on that with him. He, you know, he, he absolutely destroyed Bernie. And I, you know, I think he possibly could be a candidate. I don't know if he could run against Trump because, Trump's already been in office and he's lowered the unemployment. He's raised the economy, raised it down, um, brought jobs back, uh, reduced carbon emissions, I think by 80%, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Uh, really, really high number. Um, so I think maybe he could run like barb for barb with Trump, but he's just been too apologetic and too kind of quiet. I, I honestly think he's just trying to buy his way in. Like you said, he's just literally about to give millions and millions and millions of dollars to whoever the candidate is, regardless of what they stand for. I mean, if he wants to do that with the communist Bernie, well, you know, he absolutely lost any kind of respect I could ever give to the man. All right, uh, Dion. Well, this is what I think. I think Bloomberg is jealous of Mr. Trump, and he's doing what he's doing as of right now because he is jealous. Trump is a millionaire. Trump spent, excuse me, Trump is a billionaire, my fault. Please forgive me. Trump spent $5 million to get the presidency. $5 million for his whole term of running for, for the president. Bloomberg already spent $6 million. Excuse me. That's the opposite way around. Bloomberg already spent $5 million. Trump spent $6 million for his whole uh, presidency. Bloomberg spent $5 million already. And he only got 15% that I don't even think is true of the United States of America people to vote for him. So I don't think Bloomberg has anything for Trump. Bloomberg can't talk. 
Trump has charisma. Bloomberg has nothing but stuttering. He's he's almost worse than than Biden. He can't stand up against Trump. There's not one single opponent over there on the on the uh, Democratic side that can stand up to Trump. Bernie will stand up there and yell, but that's all he'll do because what his what he's talking about doing can't stand up against Trump. Bloom Spire, he's a he's a billionaire. He can't stand up against Trump. None of these guys can. Trump is who he is. Trump is the president. Trump is the greatest president that I have seen in my 56 years. Even better than Ronald Reagan. And Bloomberg don't have anything on him. Nothing. There's nothing to say about Bloomberg other than he's a billionaire. And he did good by those people. And he was mayor of New York. I, I, it don't matter if he switched from Democrat to Republican, from Republican to Democrat. It don't matter about none of that. Nobody likes him. He can't talk. He can't even defend himself. So he, to me, I don't even talk about people who can't stand up to Trump. And there's nobody to talk about other than Sanders, and Sanders will only stand up against Trump for a little while, and Trump's going to eat him up. That's all it is to it. It's all, right. That simple. all right, Jackson. Yeah, I, I I won't hit on too much more. I think Dion summed it up. Uh, they're almost like they're they're weird polar opposites of one another. You got Bloomberg, who you know, like. Will was saying he built this empire. He employs all these people. He he knows obviously knows how to run business. Mm-hmm. But it's so, the first time he gets in a debate with Donnie, and Donnie calls him Mini Mike or asks him <laughs> where his where his damn you know booster seat is or his box or something like that, he ain't gonna know what to do. And like like you said, I mean Bernie will will snap back at him, but Bernie's ideas are so terrible, he it's not gonna have any substance. And as soon as Trump points to the economy, Bernie is just, I mean, he might as well hop in a dumpster and set himself on fire. Like, it's just not going. So, I mean, you know, Bloomberg, like I said, I think if he was a, if he had planned this out a little bit better, had not gotten in kind of halfway through and done what Donnie did three years ago, uh, or I should say about five years ago when he was actually talking about getting in, He's kind of an oddity. I mean, like I said, I think he'd have done a lot better if he'd have got in early with everybody else. Okay, cool. Uh, so, two more questions, and then we're, 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 it's it's a wrap. Can y'all hear me? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, this is the one that everyone is is the uh, I think the the sort of the the thing that gets people the most riled up. What exactly does make America great again mean? Because, I mean, that's, that's been sort of like the, the hot button issue. What exactly does that mean? So, um, uh, William, Jackson, and then Dion. Oh, all right. Um, I don't know if you remember the, the clip that, was, that went viral on Facebook and social media and whatever other uh, crazy different kind of outlets there are right now of the newsroom where uh, – where the guy said, 
what, what makes America the greatest country in the world? And then the, the news reporter said, well, it's not. It's not anymore because of this, this, our education, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think make America great again is, has to do a lot with that. You know, we used to be the highest manufacturing, the best grossing, the best uh, a country for, you know, absolutely everything. I mean, we made the best stuff. Uh, we were most innovative. We made the absolutely greatest economy, the greatest industrial revolution. All that stuff came from us, came from the U.S. And uh, it kind of started going overseas. And um, it did that because, I hate to say it, but the, the greedy capitalist dollar, it was cheaper to produce everywhere else, which kind of turned us into a kind of like a stagnant country. We were just like, okay, well, we don't have to make it. We can just buy it from them for cheaper. And I think uh, Donnie's trying to produce that stuff back again. He's trying to say, no, you know what? We need to make these Ford trucks and these Ford cars here in the States with our metal, with our resources, with our engineers, produce better materials and produce better quality stuff, um, but do it here, you know, uh, made in America kind of stuff. And I think a lot of that make America great has to do with that. The other thing would be um, everybody's, you know, so touchy about identity politics right now. It's like, oh my Lord, you're pro-life, you're pro-choice, I hate you. And I think uh, he's trying to kind of let everybody see both sides of the table. He's like, yeah, I understand your point. Well, he probably don't say that, but, um, you know, they voice their opinion, their opposing opinion so much that I think he's just, you know, he's trying to get people to, to realize, hey, you know, there's, there's two different viewpoints we need to, we need to live together. We need to, uh, to respect each other in that kind of way, shape, or form. And uh, I, I'd say for me, that, that would be making America great again. All right. Jackson? Well, I mean, Will kind of touched on this. I think the identity politics has, has ruined uh, or tried to ruin a lot of the uh, pride that people used to have in this country. I think there's so much out there about, you know, what's, what's good, what's bad, what's homophobic, what's not, what's racist, what's not. You know, if you have pride in your country, somehow that is looked upon as being awkward or bad by some people these days. And I think, you know, for me, um, I'm always going to go back to, to economy, like jobs. Jobs give people a reason to get up in the morning and go work for something. And with the job numbers the way they are, I think it represents kind of like a microcosm of, you know, if everybody's working, everybody's, I'm not going to say everybody's in the ideal job that they want, but at least you have a, the ability to go out and make a living doing something. Um, and to me, I think Make America Great Again for a lot of people on the more conservative side, especially, it just it's it's more of a unity or, or getting back to the unity for American values, in my opinion. Um, I think I think that's the, the the main reason why Trump got elected is because people are tired of the political correctness, and 
he doesn't, you know, like we talked about earlier, he doesn't he doesn't really give a shit what comes out of his mouth. He really doesn't. I mean, he if you ask him something, he's gonna give his opinion and he's not gonna really care if you like it or if you don't like it. Um and I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to him because we've been so caught up in this politically correct kind of bizarro world where you, you can't really say anything. That's why we talked about earlier. You can't even have, you know, like logical, calm conversations with people anymore. And, and that's what the thing people need to realize nowadays is, and what we need to get back to is I don't have to agree with you to get along with you. Exactly. Yeah. There's many, many people in my circle of friends, and I have a lot of friends, a lot of clients, and my clients love, you know, especially the ones, that, like the younger ones on the left, <laughs> they love asking my opinion on this stuff because, and a lot of them tell me, it's like, well, you know, we know you'll give it to us straight, and a lot of them that I've watched grow, like when I started working with them, they were you know, $30,000 a year employees and now they're $70,000 a year business owners. Dude. It hasn't changed the way that, they, that they're voting, but it's definitely changed the way they look at things from from a, hey, I'm Bernie, I'm going to give everything out for free type deal. Or, you know, the, 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 the amount of pride that someone takes when they open up a business in this country and, and they turn it into something successful, that's something to be commended. That's not something to be ridiculed or you know, uh, you're, you're a part of the upper elite. Everybody thinks because you're a business owner, you're automatically rich. So that's not how it works. You got to work for that stuff. So to me, it's just about getting pride back in those, you know, what I call the, the good old American core values. And that's, I've always told people this, America ain't perfect. This country's done a lot of evil, vile shit. But when you compare us to the rest of the world, there's no place <laughs> there like is no comparison. There's no place like us. All right, Dion, and 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 you you ended on the world, and that's what I'm. That's the part that I'm going to interject on is the world. <clears throat> to me, making America great because of my my experience being in the military, I traveled all over the place: Japan, Thailand, Saudi Arabia, uh, Kuwait, Germany, all over the all over the world. The only place that I haven't been on a constant basis was down in the South America. But to me, what makes America great mean is keeping America strong. That means keeping the military strong, being prepared for anything that anybody got out there that want to try and destroy us, i.e. like the Russians actually wanted to try to get in into Venezuela so that because they had a missile that was gonna that that could go like uh in four minutes can go three thousand miles or something like that. But they got that missile, they got that missile capability. So that means if they moved in keep in, in Venezuela, they could off any place in America with that missile. And and that's 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 what makes America that's one of the things. Then another thing is keeping America safe, not allowing people just to cross our border, just to come in when they want to. Think about this. If you have your border open and we got enemy out there that wants to come and destroy us, what do you think they're going to do? Come right on to that border and just cross the border. A lot of those people that's coming across that border, 
they're, they're men. And those men can be soldiers that's coming across that, that border to where they're plotting, setting each other, setting everything up to where when it's time to strike, they're already in place. Excuse me. But if we keep the border open, we close that border, then we just stop them from doing that. That's keeping America safe. And then godly. To me, if you don't keep America godly, that's what we base this whole American theme off of. The Bible, God, not killing, not murdering. That's why our laws and stuff like that are made up and things like that. A lot of our laws, right? And if we keep trying to let people take God out of everything that we're doing, then we're going to be just a bunch of people running around with no sense of direction. No sense of direction. So we got to keep God into the United States on our dollar bill, in our classrooms, every morning with these kids and stuff like that so people can understand. If you got a problem with our way of life, then you can go step outside for a second, but when we finish, then you come back in your class and you keep doing what you got to do. But we need to make sure that that stuff is interjected back into our school system because we're getting away from God. And that's why you see some of these abominations running for office that shouldn't be running for no office and stuff. I don't want to know what you're doing in your bedroom. Keep that junk to yourself. All right? <laughs> Capitalism. Who want to be socialized, socialism, to where you're limited to what you can make, what you can do? You're limited. These people don't understand that. They all they see is free, 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 but you're limited. That means you can't see the best doctor. You got to go to this doctor right here because that's what your insurance pays for. You understand what I'm saying? With the capitalism, capitalism, you also you go out and make all the money that you want. Do what you need to do. So long as you're following all of the law. Nobody's stopping you, putting a limit on you. All right? Amen. Nobody's putting a limit on you. And then the right to bear arms. Yes, we have these school shootings. How can we stop this? You really can't. Because any crazy ass is going to go get a gun and go to school and start shooting up things. They can go to the hospitals and start shooting up things. But if you got somebody there with a weapon that can't take control of whatever that situation is, then that stuff is going to stop. But if you keep locked up to where, oh, nobody has a gun, nobody needs, no, no, that's, that's not how it should be. We have that right to bear arms, but we don't have the right to go shoot people when we, don't, when, when we want to. You don't have that right. That's killing. Part of the godly situation. And the last, one of the last things for me is I feel that everybody who's in this United States of America and call themselves an American, if you can't stay the Pledge of Allegiance, then, then you're wrong. Because that Pledge of Allegiance tells you a whole lot of things about what America stands for and what America can do for you and what, what you need to do for America, okay? And, and, and that's, what, to me, this is what mega stand for. Make 
America great again because we're losing. They're trying to push all, all these liberals, a lot of the liberals, I ain't calling everybody, but a lot of the liberals, these, these people who don't believe in God, if you don't believe in God, that's on you. You keep that to yourself. Don't be coming and trying to push that on to this American country that we built for us. If you don't like it, you can always leave. But to me, that's what making America great is all about. Keeping us safe, strong, godly, and getting this Pledge of Allegiance back into our system. All right, so uh, I I love I loved all the stuff that you you brought to it. Now, while I don't necessarily have to agree with anything, nor does anyone else have to agree with, it, I wanted to make sure you had a platform to put your things out so people could have an idea and a uh, a perspective. Because without sort of people just yelling and screaming at each other, just clear things. So this uh, uh, because the the podcast is called Voices, and I I appreciate your voices. You guys have contributed a great deal to open up eyes and perspectives about different things. Uh, I like the last word to be for that of the people who have been contributing. So we have about uh, five, six minutes left. Uh, and so I wanna give uh, each one of you guys a moment to get your, it's your final thought, whatever final thoughts you wanna have. It can be about politics, it can be about 2020, whatever you want. But uh, in these last few minutes, I'll give you the floor to say what you have to say. You guys have been very valuable. I, I appreciate, and I will talk to you guys in the, obviously in other spaces more more uh, closely from now. So thank you, and I'll start with Jackson, and then I have uh, I guess William, and then Dion. You you will close us out, man. So I'll, I'll leave the final word with you. Cool, brother. Yeah, I appreciate this, man. This is uh, this was fun, and and talking with you guys has been awesome. Cause, you know, like I again, I always go back to no matter where you stand on the political spectrum, nothing's gonna be solved if people just keep yelling back and forth with each other and don't have an actual conversation about things. Uh, I'll say this: the the political, the way the political spectrum looks for me, is and not everybody will agree with this, but if people ask me what this presidency and what President Trump means to me personally, I would just say it means that we have hope again. It's not, it doesn't mean everything's going to be fixed in his four or eight years or whatever, but it does give me, it gives me hope that one, you know, the pendulum I think has swung back in, in the opposite direction from the previous administration that now it's kind of like everybody's on a level playing field. And if everybody can, can calm down enough and quell the emotional side of things enough, because now we've seen it on both sides, right? We've seen the left go crazy, right? I mean, I guess you could say some people say we're crazy. I don't know. It just depends who you talk to, but I think we're actually getting back to as a country, a point where people can, can sit down and have, conversations and, and actually work together for things. I think that's what, that's one thing I think is going to get him elected is the, is the less inability to actually want to work with him. Because I think the American people are a lot smarter than the American government. Mm. And I think that's going to start to come, come full circle, uh, not just in this upcoming election, but for, for elections to come after that. So I appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, let's all stay in touch. This has been fun.
All right, William, you got about uh, four minutes or so, so you got two minutes. <laughs> so we can have everybody with equal time. All right, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mean to crack a joke. Well, yeah, actually I do. Um, I'm from Baltimore, okay? So, you know, if anybody in Baltimore is listening to this, and when I come back to Baltimore, don't shoot me. <laughs> okay, so um, that's number one. Two, uh, I, I, I'm just going to co-sign with everything that the Jackson said. And uh, it was definitely fun. We should keep in touch. We should uh, do this again. Um, I'd actually really like to see more of the liberal left kind of giving their opinions so we could debate about it. I think we, us three, I don't want to say everybody, but we could actually do it um, in an ethical way that we could actually talk about these things. Uh, I don't want to have left that, but anyway, I'd love to do this again. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, you know, MAGA 2020. All right, and Dion, you have two minutes and some change to, to close us out. I don't know if I can talk for that long. <laughs> bring it, bring it home, Jake. Use the whole two minutes. <laughs> it don't have to be the whole two. It's on you. Oh, okay, good. All right, but but on the, on the for real, uh, Lou, uh, you know you know me for a long, long, long time, and I've known you for a long time, and I really appreciate everything that you do, and I always support any and everything that you do, and and I feel that this is. This is my first podcast, just to let you know. Uh, and, and, and I really wanted to do this for a long, long time. And I appreciate you giving me the, even thinking about me doing this with you. And thank you to Jackson and William for, for listening to what I had to say, you know, about my president that I really care about, that I really think President Trump is the greatest president ever. The numbers tell it all. The numbers tell it all. He cares about America. He do what needs to be done for America, not the other countries, not the other countries. He helps the other countries. He makes sure that whatever we're doing out there with the other country, that is fair. And people aren't seeing that and people aren't understanding that. And that's what being in the presidency is all about being fair to everybody. But you got these Democrats out here that's maligning everything that he do, everything that he says, and 90% of them, when they talk on the news media, is all negative. 90%. Understand that. Understand that. 90%. But yet, with even though with all of that 90%, this president is still damn near 70% positive about everything that's going on with the United States of America. So I'm asking the 30%, the 18%, or whatever percentage of Black Americans, people who say they hate this president, wake up. Listen to what he's saying and stop listening to the news. 